at the pharmacy earlier today? Yes, sir. Oh. Yes, sir. How long have you been there? Two years. Uh, two, almost two and a half years. Yeah. Is that how you met Connor? No, um, I knew, I've actually known him for a long time, like seven years now. He, uh, we went to school together. Oh. I like went to Lipscomb for a semester and he was there for theater and we did like classes together. I like shadowed him to go to the school. But oh. yeah, and we've just been friends ever since. And then y'all both worked at the pharmacy together? Yeah, I got him the job there. And my friend Paul got me a job there. And then, yeah, and he actually just left pharmacy. So now he's working at a different place in Wedgwood, but yeah. Nice. But I'm still there until until I, I'm like, this is the last serving, last serving job, or last like service industry job is kind of the goal. You know? Yeah. From there, like, we'll see what the business has for me. For sure. What is, uh, what is your favorite burger there? Ooh, the White Oak Barbecue Burger with <laughs> turkey instead of beef. Wow. Big turkey guy. Yeah. So it's just like a turkey burger? Mm. Nice. Mm. The white oak. White oak barbecue, yeah. Sick. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. I don't... I can't remember what the last burger I was, or I had when I was there. Yeah. I got, like, this... I remember the drink I got. It was, like, this, like, cherry soda thing. The, the Ricky? It was probably the Ricky. I think so. Yeah, like cherry lemon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good I was, one. like... I haven't yeah. had, like, a fountain drink like that in forever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is official. That's the way to do it, too, because it's, it's handmade, handcrafted. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not kidding around. Well awesome. Yeah, man. Well let's get uh started here. Okay, okay. Hey everyone, welcome to the Nashville Artist. I'm Jordan and today Nick Fair is here. Mm. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Oh for thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Thank you. So thank you as well. Where are you from? I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Well I'm I'm from Fairview, Tennessee. About, about thirty five minutes out of town. Fairview. Yes, sir. When we had phone books, we were the only fairs in Fairview. Did you, um, do you have any siblings? Um, I have half-brothers, yeah, but I grew up an only child, like, at, uh -oh. at the house, you know, with mom and dad. So all eyes on you? Oh, yeah. Center of attention. What, uh, what were so, you into as a little kid? Theater. I started with, like, always music. My brother is a songwriter, um... And my dad is a songwriter. So I grew up with that, and then my mom did theater. So I kind of got a little of both. But I started in theater when I was like eight. Really? And, yeah. What, what kind of roles were you playing? I just like the big musicals and stuff. I did like my first show ever was Annie, and I was an orphan girl in Annie. Oh, wow. So that ruled. Yeah, that was sick. And then like Oliver and just like everything. Every, like I did like 40 something musicals when i was like up until high school wow yeah it was crazy and i was homeschooled a little bit so then i just, yeah, was just all the time the yeah. theater homeschool oh yeah a combination i'm a crazy motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> you know how to Literally. entertain yourself yes yeah yeah and no idea how to entertain others no i'm kidding it, it works out <laughs> so when you weren't like doing theater what would you be like doing at home and stuff I loved, I was always, like, outside. I loved being outside. It's, like, we had this really nice creek. We had a tree. I would, like, build, like, I built, like, a zip line with, like, rope and stuff. I was always, like, building stupid shit. And 
I don't know, like I played sports, I played basketball for a while, I played baseball for like a long time. But yeah, it was always like music too. I started writing songs like when I was like nine or ten. It was like right wrote my first song. Wow. Yeah. What um So it was still music, definitely. What music at the time when you're nine when you wrote were you like influenced by? You know, I when I was a kid, I, I like I never really had like a like an um like an like a music idol or like somebody that was like but I've listened to Mix 92.9 with my mom. Mix 92.9? Mix. Mix 92.9. With Delilah. The 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 uh, radio personality, Delilah. And she would just play like... like I mean, it was like James Taylor, Billy Joel. Like, I mean... Softer rock? Yeah, yeah. Just like all like stuff my mom was like, oh, this song. You know, it was always like... But, um, yeah, I'd like singer songwriter things and... It was always just like, yeah, softer, sweet, like little Christian stuff there for a second, little Way FM moment. Had a Way FM second. I got a, yeah. <laughs> you got a Way FM moment as well? Well, or something like I have um, something I'll have to mention later. Okay. That I, from listening to your music, I was like, okay, I definitely hear a certain influence really? there that yeah. I don't know if he's directly inspired or influenced by, but I've yeah. got to ask him, which I will. Okay, okay, okay. i got to make sure I don't forget. Yeah. Um, because since you said Way FM, I was like, okay, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Dude, sometimes, like, especially now, I, like, my music is so, like, I just really just have to, like, let it be whatever it is, or I feel like I end up, like, making it bad. You know? Like, I just, like, write and, like, don't really think about uh, where it's coming from as much. It's just like, okay, this is just like what's happening. Yeah. And so I'm always, I'm always curious to like hear what people think too, because I don't really, I don't really give it much thought when it comes to like influence really, especially like in the moment. But I love hearing what people say or like, you know, the likeness to something else. Cause I'm always like, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe some deep down I was like, I was thinking about that. You know? Or yeah. Or maybe you, you didn't think of it at all, but yeah. somehow it just, it just, it just happens to manifest. Like yeah. Or I think, whatever art baby art baby it's all just a melting pot exactly yeah man like just put in your little spice and watch it grow exactly exactly <laughs> dude exactly okay cool so like what what first got you into like art and music like when you were yeah. younger what were you like wow i like doing this yeah i mean i i so i was doing theater and then i i started a well me and um some friends at the time, two other friends of mine, started a little band in fifth grade called Dream Big. Oh, baby. We were the shit. No, I, but I didn't know how to play guitar or anything, so I learned how to play piano a little bit. My mom is now a wonderful piano teacher and like voice teacher, and like, she's amazing. But, so I learned a little bit from her, but I took piano for a second. So I learned like keyboard, like, you know, key of G, chords, and that was about it. So we played in fifth grade and I was like, this is really fun. I like getting all this attention, you know, like at the assemblies and stuff. Like, this is cool. And it just felt like performing. I just always was like, ah, I should be performing, you know, whether it's like theater or like whatever, writing songs. But that was like my first, like I was writing songs for that band. And then I started another band with some other friends called Triptych. 
just like three of us. We were like, oh, triptych, like a work of art. In three pieces. Yeah. It's like T R Y. Wait. T R. Yeah. Yeah. T R Y P T C H or something. It's like a. It's like the word for like three pieces of art. Oh, triptych. Triptych. Yeah. You said trip dick. I was like, what? trip dick. Yeah, yeah. Trip, trip on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but triptych. I got triptych. Yeah. So that was fun, I and mean, we we just played like covers mainly for that, but we wrote some songs for that too, and we just kind of went from there. But how? So that was like in fifth grade. That was like in middle school. I was like thirteen for the second band, like yeah, ten for the first. But I learned guitar like start of middle school because my dad played, and I was like, "How do I play a G chord?" You know, and then just kind of figured it out. What um, but, what is your dad influenced by? He was a gospel singer, like. Um, he's, he's, he's done a ton of things, but, um, he was in a bunch of different bands in like the seventies and stuff where he's in a band called Street Apple. He was in a band called Press Down, Shaking Together and Running Over like a Christian, like it was, it was basically like a worship band for like a, he was a part of this big church group called The Way, which is like technically a cult kind of turned into like a weird thing. But he would, like, travel the country just, like, playing with his band for that, like, organization. Um, so he, yeah, he was, like, a gospel guy, and, like, he and his buddies, like, did that. And so that was kind of the influence I got from him, like, in learning, like, you know, like, guitar and, and starting to write and all of that. He was just like, what would you see? Man? Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, like... Middle school is like when you start playing in bands or groups, so like, yeah, 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 like more seriously. I mean, not like seriously, but I was just like, yeah, like this is what I, what I'm doing now, and yeah, but then I feel like it kind of took a break to, um, got into high school and was just doing like more professional theater stuff. I did a couple shows that were, you know, I started getting to like, like, um, yeah, just, like, paid gigs and, like, dinner theater shows and stuff like that. And then uh, and then I got, like, recruited to go to Lipscomb by a lady. Like, a, one of the professors was in a show with me. Um, and she was like, you should come do the theater program. And so I did that. But then from there, I, like, got into the music program. And then I just kind of, I haven't really done theater much since then. And then I just started doing doing my own project from there and yeah nice when you were in theater what like kind of roles would you play um i mean all like, kinds of stuff every, I, what sorry no you're yeah. good you're good i was just saying like everything like across different yeah. all kinds of different yeah stuff. it was normally like musical like coming of age kind of roles i didn't do a whole lot of like serious like think pieces or anything like plays you know i did so i did plays too but i mainly did like you know, big, like, band musicals and, like, um, I don't know. I just, I did so many, so many different shows. Is it, like, show choir? Or, I mean, I guess not choir, Um, I did, I did some choir. I did, actually did a lot of choir, too, kind of in that process. There was, there was a place, there was a place called the Renaissance Center in Dixon, Tennessee, which was, like, 20 minutes from where I grew up in Fairview. And that's where I kind of, like, got most of my friends and like musical stuff from i guess on the day-to-day -day basis 
is they had like a performing arts center. They had like private lessons and uh, like, so I took piano there. I took violin when I was really little, like just did a bunch of different music oriented classes and projects and things there. And that was throughout. So I did most of my shows there and did like three different choirs while I was there. And yeah, took some acting classes and yeah, that was like the main thing, like, Growing up, I guess. Was there like a your fa- Do you have a favorite theater show you did? Or um, I did. There's a show called Into the Woods, and it's a uh, yeah. That that one is amazing, and I did that twice. But then I think probably my favorite show when we I went to Lipscomb and we did uh, Beauty and the Beast, and I was guest on, and that that's still like. Who's that was one of my favorites. That. He's like, he's like this like he man like strong man, and it was really funny. And I had like a, a ponytail, and it was like my real hair and like a muscle like shirt. You know, it was goofy, but that was really fun. It was it was cool because it was like I was like eighteen and getting a a big role at like a college production. I was like, damn, it was crazy. It was really fun. Wow, met like so many of my friends in that. Connor was in that. Bunch of bunch of really good friends that I still have to this day are kind of from that time. Wow. Yeah. That was twenty sixteen. Not even that long ago, really, but seven years. Yeah. Seven years ago. Yeah. Yesterday. Literally. Yeah. Wild. Twenty three. <sighs> twenty sixteen, just in three more years. Or twenty twenty six, just in three more years. I know. I know. Wow. Ten year anniversary. Ten years. No. It's like that's like I've been I've been conscious for so long. I've been here for so long. Yeah. <laughs> so why would you um why would you say you're drawn to music and art? I, huh. I I think that's just the only thing I've always known about myself. Is that I really like to perform i love to sing that's like my main instrument always is vocal performance just always been such a huge part of my life and like growing up with my my mom always singing and my dad playing i think it's just like it was just like circumstance and 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 then just realizing i i really just grew up just like there was no other like yeah, this is just what I love to do or like this is what I love to you know listen to or whatever. It was just a part. It was always there. Just always there. Yeah. I think like in the past since since like being out of that short time in in college, like I've kind of formed a whole new like identity in what I why I make music for me like with my own project now that's different from that i guess that feels more like goal oriented and like has a a purpose to it that's like that i created um but all in all like starting from the beginning it's just i don't know it was just always there it was just that's it you know that's what i do that's what we do yeah yeah when you said guitar that came later or when did you start practicing or like- um yeah like middle school like i was probably in sixth grade or like yeah because i i felt held back when i was in fifth grade playing keyboard i was like i'm not very good at this and i don't like it 
and I want to play guitar, and that's going to be hard too. But yeah, I started then, and um, and went from there. I never really took lessons. I never really, I never learned how to read music. Like still to this day, I'm very like very limited. Um, well, I'm very uh, uh, by ear, just with everything. I'm not limited. I love it. It's it's yeah. so creative, but but I definitely I've always been by ear with everything. It's just kind of like a the way that I've done it. But but yeah, guitar about thirteen, and then to now. Wow. Yeah. Nice. What um of all time? Who are like some of your favorite artists, musicians? Yeah. Um, John Prine, Joni Mitchell, Bonnie Raitt, um, James Taylor, and then more currently, like Pine Grove is insanely inspirational to me. Um, I take a lot of writing from uh, uh, there's a uh, Christian Lee Hudson is one of my favorite songwriters. Um, you know, the Phoebe Bridgers, Boy Genius, all those folks, like that whole style of music has been so influential for me in the, in the past, you know, five, six years. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So now, like, do you have routines for your, like, developing your art and, like, music do you like practice yeah or yeah daily um, or whatever yeah i i don't really have like a i don't know like like um an organized like regimen of like practicing or, so, or something it's mainly writing like i i just i don't know i have a few principles that i follow nowadays where it's just like if i pick up a guitar i have to start recording no matter what it is even if I'm just like not expecting anything because 99% of the time that is like when I get my best ideas, like right as I pick up the guitar, the first thing I play, I have like my most organic like melody or like thought. Um, and that's like honestly changed completely formed my writing into what it is and let me, um, find like the freedom of just like letting go of why and just accepting like that it is, you know, mm -hmm. and that just, that gives me so much more creativity and just like honest, like writing from just, it feels like that's the most, sorry, sorry everyone, um, the most, uh, uh, like organic, I guess, like honest. Thing. Yeah. So it's, it's just that. And then like as much as possible, <laughs> I make sure that I have like a different, a, a variety of guitars in my, in my like space that can all be there for different things, different tunings, you know, different, just like, so I can be like, okay, like, it's not that like crazy, you know, I'm just like opening on one and like standard and then like maybe a funky one. And I'm so ADHD in my whole life. So it's like gotta be there in my sight line. So if I walk into the room and I see a guitar, like, oh yeah, you know, I'll do some playing. But I'm so like one thing to the next that I try to just, that's what we were talking about earlier. I'm trying to set up my space kind of with that in mind, like to, to have like an order of things in the room so I can see what I need and just be able to, 
you know, not think too hard and just, just start playing and just create something. You right. Know? Yeah. So like to develop your like artistic skills, you'll just keep it as spontaneous, but also like every day, I guess. It, as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's not always every day for sure, but I mean, well, it, it comes in waves too. Definitely comes in waves. I mean, I'll have like a couple months where I'm just like, yeah, every day I've got a new idea. And if I don't finish it, I at least put it in my notes, but I'm also trying to stick to that, you know, old famous, like, I don't remember so many different famous artists and like influential people in history have said, like, you know, if you get an idea for a song, just finish it. And then you can go back and, and address what you need. But like most of the time, you're not going to be able to get that back. You're not going to get that like magic of the moment when you had the idea ever again, except for then. So I try to, I'm trying to like do my best to just be like, this is an idea. I love this part. And even if I hate the rest of it, I finished it and then I can come back. And that's what I've been focusing on lately. But I, you know, that's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to, to stick to, but that's kind of my, my rule, my law with myself, you know? Yeah. Finishing the idea. Cause yeah, when, when it's fresh and you're like, wow, this is new, everything's exciting yeah. and you're nailing it because mm -hmm. you've never played it before. But then trying to recreate that, exactly. especially live. Yeah, you know, like, well, that's the recording thing, too. Like, a lot of people, the first take is, like, the one, even if it doesn't seem perfect. Like, it's yeah. the best, like, it's got the charm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the charm. Yeah, and then having to re... That's what I always found. Every band I've ever been song that I played, I always had this pressure within myself because if I played it, then I now I... And I know how to play it. Now there's more pressure that I have to play it right because sure. i know how to play it yeah and then it's like yeah. you can't recreate it's hard to recreate the original feeling when you mm -hmm. played it yeah yeah i don't know that, it is wild it's yeah that's that's the thing just 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 like given that that first time just as much of a chance as like the seventh time you know mm -hmm. or more of a chance honestly yeah yeah so you're single Rosie how did that how did that come about yeah um that it's funny the uh I have Mother and Rosie out right now and both of those are like I would consider like some of my newest songs honestly it's kind of like a new batch if you will I kind of write in like batches and those are like that's like the live set for a while and then I write a new batch and then that's a live set so this is kind of like one of my newest batches if you will but Rosie, um, I really, really, really love that song a lot. It's, it's, um, I had a period of my, my life in like 2019 where I finally, and I say finally because I do think that there was a good reason and I think it was a positive formative experience. Um, I basically just like, um, realized my mortality and like came to terms with like, I'm not the man. Everybody's the man. <laughs> you know, like, it's not about me. Um, my, my life as a whole is of no more importance than anyone else's. And I shouldn't treat it that way. I should just make the most of, like, who I am and, like, be nice to people and invest in other people and, like, 
But through that time, I was having, uh, for the first time really in my life, understanding and feeling like the effects of having panic attacks and like anxiety attacks and like very physically for the first time. Um, at that time, I like went on a cruise. This is so goofy, but I went on a cruise. It's the only cruise I've been on. And I don't know if I'll go again, but I went on a cruise and I every night thought I was going to die. <laughs> and I would just like, I was just freaking out. And it turns out that like, I was just like developing, like I was just, my brain was, was realizing that like, there's a chance I might not be here someday. And it was giving me so much anxiety and it stuck with me for about six months after I came back. I like had to like retrain my brain. Like I started going to therapy to just like regulate my, my body. Like I couldn't like eat for about a week when I came home. It was, it was wild. It was really like eye opening. I was always a person that grew up believing in the importance of mental health, but not understanding like the, uh, the really large spectrum that it it can be and and how much of a physical debilitating feeling can come with it um it just never felt it was just like yeah it's a thought process okay but like it it it, it just kind of shifted everything for me and i i got really really panicked and really stressed um really couldn't work for a while i had to slowly kind of get back to like centering myself and it was like walking outside barefoot every once in a while and like it, it was wild, but I eventually got back to a place where I could go to work and like do those things. Um, and, uh, but then I had a day where I went to work and, I uh, started to have a pretty bad panic attack and they were like filming a commercial. <laughs> so I was like, I really have to go. And they're like, you can't leave. And I was like freaking out. And I left and I, I was like, I just have to go. I left. I was walking to my car saw two different people from different parts of my life like that was it was like a it was like a full like life flashing before my eyes kind of feeling because i was so existential like ah oh, like this is it like it's crashing down and then i saw this lady i like had worked with as like a director like years and years ago and then like somebody i knew from school and then kind of just like went tunnel vision got really dizzy laid down on the concrete and like accepted my like fate of like okay i might like not this might be the end of my whole entire life this is crazy it was wild and then went to the hospital they're like you're chill you just had a really bad panic attack and then i i think that just changed me kind of forever because i was just like man like my the the brain it the, you know you got to take care of it. You got to, you got to take care of it. You got to nurture it. You got to, you got to prioritize the health of your, your, your mental well-being. And I just never really thought it was that important for me to do that before then. Um, so I think that kind of like influenced a lot of the writing with this batch of songs. Um, I wrote Rosie in like 21, I guess. I like, like spring of 2021 with mother kind of in the same time. Um, I was out of a relationship. Um, uh, actually, I guess it was 20, wow. I wrote it in 2020. Yeah, out of a, out of a and like pretty long-term relationship then. Um, so kind of some of it was like, I wanna channel this, you know, like, um, and so yeah, Rosie was just, that was a really long-winded 
explanation of what I was thinking, but it's it was about that feeling of like being in panic and feeling extremely isolated and alone, um, and like having somebody there, but knowing that they're not really understanding and they're not able to like peek into like what you're actually thinking about, and um, it's really hard to explain in the moment. Just all of those feelings, um, and. Yeah, it was just it was just a rough time, and I think that that, that song is just about kind of the day to day process that I was going through of like finding myself again um, from all of that like pain and suffering, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Coming to terms with reality. Yeah, literally. I mean, and it definitely like absolutely has made me so much like wiser, and like um, I'm grateful for the the knowledge and now i'm more than ever i just place so much importance in like learning as much as i possibly can all the time about everything you know and like just just always evolving and not being afraid of the change and all of these new things because it's like just a part of life you know it's one constant yeah yeah so that's kind of like what 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 rosie came from um and and like it was cool because i was able to kind of write it out of that feeling like i had been doing a lot better um so i was kind of reflecting and i was really grateful for that i, I hadn't done a lot of writing that way before yeah. like you know looking back at like a bad experience you mean like oh and it was kind of written and thought my writing style was more like positive outlooks you know like um it's always going to be okay because that's kind of who i am yeah um but I like writing from a standpoint of like how it is and how it feels because I think that like is really important and, and can resonate and can mean a lot to a lot of people, you know, Yeah. to feel that. Yeah. To understand our humanity and yeah. the pain that it can cause, but yeah. the freedom of knowing yeah. you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. To relate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. To feel heard. Absolutely. So, well, I said Rosie because, like, in your on Spotify, they're yeah, they're like Rosie and Mother. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, I guess would you say Mother is along the same same lines, subject yeah. wise? Yeah, that one's a little more like um, coming of age, I guess. It's a little that that one's a little more just like, wow, I'm an adult now. This is crazy, <laughs> you know, like. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, same kind of thing. It was just like, with all of my like introspection that was happening at that time, like when I, when I was able to get to a place where I could look back and I was in therapy, like all the time and just like constantly working on like, look how far I've come, look how far I can go, you know, look how powerful the brain is, look at all these things. Um, and so it was just kind of like, yeah, weighing like, look how far I've come is kind of more mother, I guess. And then, uh. And then Rosie's a little more like in the moment. This sucks so bad. This is crazy. But like, you know, there's still hope it's going to be okay. But this is just real, you know? Yeah. 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 When I was listening to both of them, I felt, I don't know if you've listened to this group, but I felt like there was, I could hear some jars of clay yeah. coming from it. Do yeah. You, do you know that? Too? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I never really was like, or like some Michael W. Smith. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
That makes it. My mom used to say that. I feel like I can like hear that <laughs> in the in the stuff like yeah. very subtly, but yeah, totally. I'm just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I I never really like was once again. I never had like a oh like that's the band. I was never trying to like you know emulate anything. But I mean, definitely it was it was on the playlist and it was on the radio. You know, so I'm sure yeah. I'm sure something's in there. You yeah, know, yeah. From from somewhere, but. Definitely. Just like, yeah, some of the production elements and mm -hmm. like, yeah, really reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah, the production is wild. Like, that's kind of like the newest thing for me, like self-producing or like co-producing. Worked, I worked on these with uh, my buddy Jaden Bonifield, and he's uh, in, in one of the best dudes that I've met, honestly. Incredible guy. Great friend, very like thoughtful and um, intentional person, um, and just such a pro. He he works with so many people, and he's a he's a gearhead, and he's just taught me so much. Um, but it's been really interesting, like figuring out production for these because these are my first two releases ever been making music for a very long time but never had enough confidence to like put the the music out with my own production because i just was like man i'm changing so much i couldn't just let go of that and just let that song be what it was then you know i i was always like it's got to be immortal this is immortalized forever how can i make sure that i'm like mummifying this song correctly so that people can hear it in 20 years and it still represents what I want it to. And I, that can be true, but I realize that there's such a, that is independent from me changing and growing and like developing a style. And I think he's helped me a lot with that. And I've just gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, like I'm going to change from this person, but like, I love these now. I love the way they are, and we just produce them kind of around what they needed. You know, mm -hmm. like it's pretty minimal, I guess. Like we have a lot of guitar, like like bigger guitar sounds, and that was kind of most of the like atmospheric um, movement of it. But really, it's it's not a ton of tracks. It's it's pretty, you know, simple to what it was because all of these are always written just acoustically too. Yeah. So I have, you know, that as my bass and then I'll play them live for a while and see how the band kind of like morphs them into whatever. But yeah, it's, it's been wild. I'm, I'm, that's like the newest thing for me. It's really stressful. It's very scary to like produce or to be like making the calls on this infinite fucking ocean of possibilities in a computer <laughs> or like all these synth sounds and like all these things. And I'm, very much not well versed in like any kind of DAW or like working on like recording myself. So it's hard to, it's been a journey to figure out how to like translate what I want, you know, yeah. to somebody that knows the technical side of like how to implement it. Yeah. But I've really appreciated Jaden because he's just so like willing to just like try fucking anything and we've become really, really close from that. I feel like, and just like he, he understands my process really well. And like, we, we work well together, I think. Nice. So that's been, 
sick. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I hear Brist and Maroney's, I, I hear totally. definitely oh, yeah. influence. Definitely. Yeah. He's the, he's the guy. He's, he's the guy. He's, um, yeah, we went, we went to Lipscomb together for, I was there this semester he started, he dropped out. Um, but yeah, he was super influential to me. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just such a huge fan of his definitely always, but yeah, we, we have played a couple shows together and did like some writers rounds and stuff back in, you know, 2017 and stuff, but yeah, he's always, he's definitely somebody I look up to a lot and it's so cool that he's just like such a fucking great guy. Yeah. Such an incredible artist. So like genuine and. Yeah. The funniest person that I've probably met in my life. Very <laughs> laid back. Yeah. I love how laid back yeah. he is. Yeah. Modest dude, too. I, yeah. Super modest. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's a wonderful dude. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we kind of talked a little bit about this, but what would you say like inspires your creativity? Yeah. Um, inspires my creativity. Um, in like writing or just like in general? In general, like. Um, the muse, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, one of the biggest things is live performance. Like watching, watching a band absolutely just crush, and and being in a crowd of people that like are just moving whatever way their body wants them to. Like I don't know, just like like watching watching somebody that I look up to just like kill it is like oh my god it makes me want to write like a billion songs and just be like this fucking rules this is like I I probably I probably at least like get choked up at almost every single show I've ever been to like I'm just always like my mom my mom gave me the wonderful traits of of being a very emotionally uh charged person I guess when it comes to like gratitude like my first thing, I'm just like, this is amazing. Oh! I'm just like fucking weeping. But every time I go to a show and I feel that I feel moved like that, it's the most inspiring thing. I just want to go home and like stay. <laughs> Literally. Just just let whatever that is come out in something. That and that kinda is what forces me to do that whole like I hit record when I get home, you know, because then it's just like I get crazy shit from it, you know, like But that and then like the feeling of performing myself, like being on stage, playing a show, getting like right off stage, right after a set, adrenaline in my veins. I feel like that is like, that's the, the guy that is like the feeling that is like everything that is like, yeah, I, and I, that's my favorite feeling in, in the entire world. Definitely better than anything, better than weed, better than anything. It's crazy, dude. It's, unbelievable the feeling yeah. of like your life's work yeah was portrayed in that yeah one little time slot yeah and you got to step off and say like yeah I did it exactly just yeah yeah like i mean yeah fit, like finishing a set and knowing like oh like what an accomplishment look at, like just like reflecting on it that was the day after a show too i'm always just like jesus christ dude like songs are weird like that's crazy we're i'm just like sitting in my room writing something and now i'm like you know playing this thing for a bunch of people and they're 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 getting something from it and reflecting and telling me i sound like michael w smith like i you know like 
it's it's amazing it's really amazing it just like that that is like why i continue to do it yeah um yeah i try to use that momentum you know to just like get that childlike excitement yeah exactly dude that's a huge absolutely i felt like i feel like my whole life i've been so like um like late bloomer in terms of like <laughs> i don't know like like that whole questioning the world and yeah. being like an introspective like person yeah i just was super late to the game when it comes to that i was just always like yeah like i'm meant to do this and it's gonna happen and like you know money's gonna happen music's gonna happen friends family partner all of it's just gonna happen for me and then like realizing that there's so much work into it um and it takes like a discipline and like a drive and a work ethic and you have to create that for yourself and find outlets and routines like all these wonderful questions that you've been asking about like how to get there like or what, what my version of that is kind of like took me to a place too where I was like, okay, now this is all too serious. This is way too fucking serious. Like I'm like forcing this, you know, I've created like, like I'm happy to be this guy and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have the knowledge and like the wisdom. And I feel like an understanding of who I am and like what I need to function. But now like, yeah, I need to get that child, like, like, part of me back so i can be creative again and like yeah and make shit that's like me just at the core of like who i am that's been a whole process too but i mean you're absolutely right i think i think that's what i get from that like bullshit dude like they fucking ruled and then i went up and i fucking ruled and even if i didn't rule i did it and like now i'm gonna go write about it you yeah. know like that's that's how it comes back you know yeah. like yeah it bridges that that gap of of uh, knowing what you know and being able to like put it down because you feel so good about it. Right? So yeah, like, it's, it's like, just like a yeah. It's like being a child; you have no preconceived judgment. Yeah, but you just have exactly. pure joy. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just new. It's exciting. It's fun. They're smiling. I'm exactly. smiling. Hey, exactly. it's a great time. Yeah. Exactly. And that's it. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. It's a fucking great yeah, time. Yeah, it's just bliss. Yeah. We're having a good time. And I did that and that's it. <laughs> exactly. We're all we're all moving and grooving. Yeah, dude. That's it. <laughs> it's so cool too. I feel like so many like awesome like artists that I look up to or like local, even just like friends and like they're those kind of people too. Like you like a like a, a really like conscious, like great artist also just has that like it's fucking simple, man. Just like yeah, like it's sick. I love it. I love it. It's so cool and so inspiring. Yeah. yeah, and something so simplistic as just making noise can bring so much inner satisfaction and yeah. joy. Yeah, it's like we just, just play things and yeah. we hear it, yeah. and just by auditory, we we transfer how we feel. Yeah, instead of and like get something. From yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> crazy too. And empowering. Yeah, and then there's words. Words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, people say things. Yeah, too, people say things. Like, oh. But like conceptual elements to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, man. What um so what are your strengths and weaknesses as an artist? Ooh. Ooh. A bit more difficult. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat I just think about uh I I, I don't know, I perform I think the performance aspect of the music is probably this the, my my biggest strength i just love i love to entertain i love to like 
be on stage and like it, it just talk and be comfortable. I'm really comfortable um, on stage. I, I feel like I like I'm normally more comfortable on stage than I am in the crowd. Like actually 10 times out of 10, I'm more comfortable on stage. Like if I go to a show, it takes me a while or a beer or like a conscious effort to be like, I'm going to be this guy. Like I, it's hard to get into like, I'm going to go introduce myself to all these people and like hang out and like, you know, I just, I just get awkward. I, I get like, I'm a, I'm a, first impression really fucking matters kind of guy too and like that's stressful because i'm yeah. like gotta make it count you know and like but then i'm on stage and i'm just like fuck it you're here to see me i can say whatever i want like <laughs> literally like yeah. i start most of my shows and i feel like i just say fuck you let's you know like just whatever man like yeah. you're here i've already got you i don't have to be anything yeah. you know and like i think that's the strength is like i just know that it's just a i there's no denying like that the purpose is on the stage yeah and yeah. then when you're in the crowd there's all that limbo and lingering like yeah like oh i know you're instagram should i go and say yeah. hey to them should i yeah. w- watch the show should yeah I, you know yeah show up in the back yeah yeah and none of it ever really matters it doesn't matter but yeah it but yeah it's like it's most important yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah Dude, yeah, uh, I know the whole yeah, first impression. Make sure it matters, but then yeah. what's even worse is in the second, third, fourth. <laughs> now I have to maintain because what did I do the first time, and can I like get? Yeah, it's just like, on the flood. Literally, exactly. Like, oh, it was, it was all, it was all a joke. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I feel yeah, yeah. But so, so the the, the weakness of like. I don't know, like networking, I guess. Like, I fucking hate it. I hate that shit. I hate being like, I want to be your, like, I want to be your friend, but like, also like, you're like, (laughs) doing really well, and like, we should hang out and write so that I can learn what you're, like, I don't like that. I I don't like the feeling of like, like using somebody to get like something, you know? I mean, I, I love making friends. I love having friends. I love people and talking and communicating but i hate when it feels like it's like to get something and like to climb this ladder of like right. social hierarchy Take it to the next level yeah so that stresses me out a lot and that's i guess a weakness of like i'm just not confident that like i can i can present myself as genuine enough that the rest of that will just come naturally because they believe in me or i believe in myself you know like i'm I'm scared of like making an impression that it's like, yeah, he's fine and cool and funny, but like, he also like clearly like wants something from me or whatever, you know, I'm always really scared of that. Um, and I think that kind of holds me back in, in the sense of like collaboration, honestly, uh, yeah. which I want to be much better at. And I'm, I've been very kind of with myself. I mean, like writing is very like, you know, I don't, I don't really write with other people a lot and all of that I feel like is, is really, really beneficial in like finding, finding like your own, your own style too, just compared to other people's as well. But like in a positive way, not like, you know, yeah. comparison, like, uh, cause that's, that's a killer too. It's a whole other game in itself. Yeah. yeah. But I think like weakness wise, like musically would just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really read music that well. I can like sing and like sight sing more than I can cite, like, play. Not great with numbers. I'm not great, like, national numbers. I'm not great with really anything. I, I recently started playing bass for a band. 
and it's wild. Never played bass in my life, like played twice in my life ever, like picked up a bass twice until like six months ago. And like, wow. so, but a really good friend of mine, Paul, and he's taken a, a great chance on me. And I, you know, we just, we know each other really well. We're good buddies and it's just a good vibe. So it's easy for us to get along. And I guess he believes in me and I really appreciate that. But, but that's been really fun too, kind of learning a different like angle, you know, the whole like, you know, more of a, a percussive, like, low-end feel of carrying a song. I feel like that's starting to influence, like, writing or way, the way I hear things, too. But, but yeah, th- th- I'm definitely, I, I'm, I'm trying to spend more time really honing that, like, the technical side of, like, I want to I read music well. I want to be able, I want to be proficient in, like, knowing what I'm playing, knowing my, like, variations and inversions and voicings and my chords and why and how. And I, I really don't. I kind of just listen and, and I'm like, this feels good, you know. So a lot of the times where I'm rehearsing with a band. Like, it's hard to describe to them. Exactly. To, you know. Exactly. Like, I mean, even making charts, it like takes me forever. I'm trying to figure out like, dissect my own chords. And I'm like, I wrote this song. I should know what I'm doing. And I like, I, I don't even know the chords, you know. Especially when now I'm like doing open tunings and I'm like, well, I don't know. It's like it's in G or C or whatever I capoed it to and. It's funny. And I've always felt like that's such a negative thing, but normally I like, end up, like I tell people that they're like, that's kind of sick though. It's like just a different angle, but, but I do want to be able to communicate better through, through, through like, yeah, you know, this, this sick, like language that's been created of like being so you can build better ideas. Totally, totally. Totally. But still hold on to like, you know, I write the way I write, but I can be able to transcribe it a little better, or like communicate, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, there's so many just, just hired musicians are fucking incredible they're so professional and they're so good and they know what they're doing and a lot of that's based on like they can just not think about it and read it and they're so good and i want to you know get to that get a little yeah get a little more more comfortable feeling like yeah i can i can i can hold it down yeah for sure (laughs) yeah Yeah, there's people that can read really well but can't hear as well totally vice versa it's kind of like Yeah, and definitely, I definitely know that there's just like a, a a a quality of like I just always have had like the ear for it in yeah. a way, you know. That's just like that's been there, so that yeah. works. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. How would you um? How would you best describe the type of artist you are? Hmm. artist that I am I'm such a like I mean everyone is but like a learn by example kind of guy and and especially creative artist but it's not to a very intentional place or really like I don't think about it a whole lot before I just like do it but I I hope that I I don't know. I mean, that genuine. I hope I'm genuine. I hope I'm sincere. I hope I'm like fun and like lighthearted. I I like the, like the, the, um, the scale of like writing songs that are really fucking important and deep and mean so much to me and hurt. Um, and then like being like, "Ah, fuck you when I'm performing them the whole time. I think there's like, 
that just shows so much like the condition of like you know just because it everything this person's making jokes all the time and is very funny and outgoing and whatever doesn't mean there's not like this this side of like understanding reality and having having like a a darker deeper uh, 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 part that they're wrestling with I guess and I hope that that is like relatable you know I hope that I can like relate and be like gotta have the range yeah like the, totally the spectrum range. yeah can't yeah. be like I'm just this cuddly always kind always friendly yeah. always yeah but I, yeah then the shadow starts developing yeah. I've always thought of my like like personality as like that kind of thing sure. where it's like I'll kind of just be like I'll hang how you hang sure you know like what do you want to do or talk about or like how do you want to communicate I'm kind of like I love hanging out with people I get so much from other people I want to like give the energy that they need you know right so as an artist I want to be able to still be that guy but but represent myself in a way that is still like but this is what I am, you know. Not give too much, not give too little, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah, a, yeah. It's a balance. Thanks for, thanks for letting me play, but also fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. Gotta have the gotta have the little thorn in there as well. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah. wow, he's he's a human. Yeah. Exactly. He's a human guy. That's a guy. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be able to play both roles kind of well because you don't want to get trapped in being one way all the time. You're yeah. Like, you yeah. want to be able to break, break out of that. Totally. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so you've been in Nashville for how long now? Um, I've lived like in town since I guess 2018, I guess, like in my own place. But like, I mean, forever pretty yeah. much. Like, yeah, my parents are still in Fairview. And so, like, Lipscomb basically brought you into the... Yeah, I lived on campus for a semester, and then I was like, well, I moved out. I don't want to go back now. You know, prideful little 18-year-old son of a bitch. And, yeah, so I got a place in in town. And then, yeah, that's been it. Working and living. So, paying rent. music and art is definitely what brought you here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Definitely. What would you say is something you've learned living here? Might be a little difficult since you came from Fairfield, but yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, Fairview is very Fairview. Yeah, it's it's like it's funny because it it literally when I I mean we moved so I I was in I lived in Bellevue for the first five years of my life Mm -hmm. and then like moved to Fairview when I was five and it was like. Like, it was a cow pasture, and we had, like, a brand new, like, build on this house that was in the middle of a field. There was just, like, nothing. I mean, there was, it, was like a, it was, like, a development, but it was just, like, very nothing. And now there's, like, there was no stoplights. There was nothing. Now there's, like, two stoplights, a super Walmart, a Publix across the street. Like, you know, it's a full, it's, it's a bigger town now, and it's becoming, it's growing so much. And there's, like, it's big, like, real estate place now i feel like a lot of people are like buying houses out there so it's just getting so big but i mean coming to nashville was obviously just like geez this is like the city and i fucking loved it because i was just like surrounded by people all the time 
like going to school was just like I had places to be, I had things to do, I had like a, a schedule and a regiment and like, you know, classes and all this stuff. And it just, I felt like I was just like, hell yeah, I'm growing up. I'm an adult now. Sick. And then I left Lipscomb really quickly, like after like a few months. And I, I mean, I guess I, I moved back home for a second until I found like my next place over like, I guess Christmas, but. It's just, um, I mean, I don't know. Li living in, in, in town by myself has taught me everything. I mean, it's taught me, like, everything about who I am um, outside of my family and my, like, childhood friends. Being an only child, I always was just like, yeah, whatever you say I am, I probably am. I never really, like, I don't know. I didn't know, like who I was because I was just like I'm such an extroverted person that is like fueled by other people that I was an only child but that didn't really fit so I was just like always like with other people anyways and it kind of distracted me from myself I think most of my like adolescent years are like just growing up so so being here and really being faced with like what do I want to do what do I what is my creative process why am I here? Why Nashville? Why all these things? And I think it's just grown into like, yeah, I mean, like, I've learned how important relationships are so, so important. And Nashville, like, for like, that creative, I mean, just like the music scene in general is weird and kind of shitty, and great and beautiful. And like, there's so many different ways to do it there's so many different styles and and places to be and go to and there's like just this unbelievable infinite amount of possibility that it's like i don't know it kind of showed me like the world i guess like just so many different types of people so many different things um yeah i mean like everything taught me literally everything but i don't know i mean i think i've learned like the the importance of like solace and peace through all of it too like as sick as it is to be in the city and being surrounded by people all the time like that's not no i found that that normally doesn't like lend itself very well to like creating for myself like i'm not i can't like read a book in public i can't like write a song around a bunch of people you know what i mean i can't really like tap into that like part of myself and i i think it's just shown me with with such a big city and like groups of people everywhere like i have learned to like take more time for myself more than ever definitely like really appreciate just being alone and like you know being able to like create and stuff on your own yeah yeah, because the more people you have, now you have to, if they're all involved, now it takes more delineation to get the whatever piece done. Exactly. When exactly. you're just alone, there's no one there to be like, I don't like this, I yeah. don't like that. You're just... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and it's that, like, ego thing, too, of, like, well, I want to do it the way that I want to do it, you know? And, like, if especially with writing a song, that's something that I'm not really... Um, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a journey, and I think I'm, like, on it, but... I'm definitely still at a place where I'm like, this means so much to me. Like, I don't want you to fuck with it. I don't want you to touch it. Even, even if you're the best of the best and you know exactly what you're doing, you don't know what I'm doing. Right. You know, like, yeah. 
definitely like take a lot of possession over like my writing and yeah. my like yeah yeah what um what's your favorite venue to play at here in Nashville mm. um honestly one of my favorites is probably the Bowery Vault if you've been over there, I oh. did uh, I did my release show for uh, Mother when that came out early this year. It was amazing. They're they're great folks. They have like a bunch of great gear, like backlined, and the sound is excellent. And it's a really small, like intimate room. Um, it, it it's it's re it's really really fun. It was it's that's the kind of like. It's fun because even as a smaller artist, you can like easily pack the place and have it feel so like, I don't know, like big and like just packed, but yet it's still only like, you know, 60, 70 people. And it's hard to focus on anything else besides the music in there. It's just very like listening room oriented. And that's just sick. It's so sick. It's amazing. It's so, it just feels so like personal but still, like, you can play full band. I did a five-piece band for that, and it's really tiny little stage, but that's, it's amazing there. I mean, and then, like, the East Room, I've just played the most there. The end will always be probably, like, number one. That was the first place I played full band, like, in Nashville, I guess. Um, but also, like, I've opened... Uh, at Third and Lindsley a couple times for a couple bands and that, I mean there's like that's a crazy venue I love like sound wise and just like atmosphere and that feels like the real fucking deal you know so that's wow. that's a great great spot I definitely want to want to play there again I have uh, I would love to to be able to you know get a get a real show there going but yeah I also really want to play the Blue Room. I feel like that would oh, be amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's, spot. Like, that's the spot, dude. Yeah. I always equate that place to, like, a villain's lair in James Bond. <laughs> dude, you know it's so I mean? sick, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Just a big box. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. And get through the little yellow portal to get into it. <laughs> and the fucking, like, 40-foot, like, hallway with the high-ass walls, like, getting all the way. It's crazy. Oh, it's wild. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. That's it. true, yeah, going in the middle. It's like this, center, like, yeah. Oh, no, I dream that. Literally. Yeah. It's wild. So fun. Yeah, definitely, that's a goal for the, for this this coming year, if not end of the year, I don't know, but, yeah, that'd be sad. I'm sure I would, I would just love that. Oh, yeah. The height of the stage is cool. It's so, like, yeah. you know. Up. Yeah. yeah. It's so up. <laughs> Crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. What? So... What is some advice you'd give to someone who's going to move here and do art? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. go to every show, follow show to go, <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Just, like, go to every single show that you possibly can because that is, like, where the magic fucking happens. That's it. That's, like, it. That, I feel like, is, like, the inspiration. That's, like, if you're coming to Nashville to be an artist in Nashville, I mean, there's a billion fucking ways to do it, but I think, like, the, like, DIY scene of, like, 
these independent artists that have this free flowing creativity that aren't bound to like social societal label norms, anything and just fucking make shit and are authentic people is like where it's at. And it's like, yeah, just, just go into the, go into the end, go into the East room, go into the like places that aren't necessarily like the listening room and like, I don't know, the Grand Old Opry and like the Ryman show, like the bigger shows, like that's great too. But I think the little, these little shows are like, that's where it fucking happens. Like that's, I don't know. I think I've learned more. I'm not even like, dude, I've probably never spent more than like 50 bucks on a show ever because I'm never like, even like the big, I don't know. Like I'm thinking about like a huge, like arena show. I'm just, I'm not going to Hollow Notes show. That was sick. You know, like Tears for Fears at Bridgestone, like sick. But I wasn't, th- I, I, I didn't get as much from that as I did from like, I don't know, any show at the East Room. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, it's just so different. I think that's, a, yeah, go to little shows, talk to everybody, follow all these people online and just like, don't be afraid of comparison because nothing fucking matters when it comes to that. That's a huge thing I, I'm trying to force myself into too, you know, like great to see everybody on social media but don't like use it just look at it if you want but use it as a tool and then get the fuck out of there because it's like the purpose is not that yeah 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 i always have to think about it like if you get big on instagram that you're big inside of a system that someone else built Mm -hmm. Mm. like i'm like Mm -hmm. That was somebody else's business. Yeah, like it's someone. Yeah, it is, and they're yeah. using you yeah. to promote their business more. Literally, it's like no matter how big you get on Instagram, yeah, Instagram yeah. will always make them more money than you will. Exactly. The only thing is like connections. Exactly. Like that's literally the only fucking yeah. thing that matters. Yeah, it's crazy. Always it's have to remember that. Like, yeah, even if you get big, like on Facebook, Facebook still owns all your shit. Or whatever. <laughs> Facebook's for couches only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw a meme once. It was like all these TikTokers are going to be homeless in ten years. Yeah. Yeah, because then fucking what? Exactly. Yeah, because and yeah, or like and even like that. Like there's ways to like right now you can be an influencer on TikTok and you can make a bunch of money, but like, you know, the, what is that going to? Yeah, ten years from now, it's like. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a big stupid business. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how this is sustainable, but yeah, you know, we'll watch it. Totally. Okay. It is what it is. Reflecting on back when you first started as an artist, what are some like the biggest challenges you've had to overcome, and how did you overcome? Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, the the that. The, the box of like forcing creativity is probably the hardest thing to overcome of like feeling like there's like a way. And I guess all of that stems from what we were just fucking talking about, the comparison, the social media comparison, the like, even just like, like an age thing. I'm like, oh, like now I'm in my twenties and like Justin Bieber was 13, you know, like, oh, like these fucking like, like that, like. I don't know, like, feeling like there's any excuse that, like, it's harder for me or, like, that I can't do it because of whatever has always just been, like, the hardest thing to throw out, you know, to just focus on, like, what I'm doing, focus on, like, what you're making, what you're writing, what you're playing is, like, 
you know, that's, that's what literally matters about all of it and everything else will come. Yeah. You know, that's probably the hardest hurdle, all of that. And, and yeah, just, just taking, taking other people's like advice as like, uh, a, uh, uh, like law, I guess. Dogma. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Their words dogma. The script. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Feeling like it's like, oh, that's like the way, or that's like this person's way, and I want to be like them, so I should do that. And like uh, thinking that that's going to like manifest through like me as a completely different person with different ideas and different goals and everything. You know? Yeah, that was probably the biggest struggle. Like taking, taking inspiration, but not like putting myself in a box based on other people's opinion of your own stuff. Totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is a huge hurdle, especially here, especially if you're starting out, everyone's going to give you advice. Yeah. And then you're going to like, 10 year town, man, you know, it's going to be, you're not doing country. Then you, uh, this is in the town. Like shut up. Yeah. Get away from me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. And when you first get here, you're so overwhelmed by everyone because everything, everyone's so good. Everyone knows your place. Everyone seems so confident. Yeah. You're like trying to find your way. And then like people say this stuff to you and then you question your whole reality. Exactly. And like eventually once you like develop confidence in yourself and you do your craft enough, like Nashville, I feel like finds a place for you. Yeah. And then you kind of grow from there. Yeah. And then from then, whenever someone tells you some trash or whatever, it doesn't bother you as much because mm-hmm. you stuck around. Totally. I think, yeah, I mean, what you just said, in the, in the, like, you get to a point where if you're just, like, confident and you do your thing and people come to the shows and they like it, then you get to see, you peel back the... Yeah. Peel back, it's like, oh, you're full of shit. Yeah, full or of like, shit. You're yeah. full of shit or you're just, like, a normal fucking person. And the confidence is the confidence. Yeah. Like, Dude, that's that's huge. Like I, I'll like just be like amazed by like, oh my god, this person lives their life so incredibly, like intentionally, and like has all these things, and it's just like based on what, based on like what they like post, <laughs> you know, what they like, what they what they produce. But everybody's got a different angle, and everybody's just a person, and like, yeah, confidence gets you really fucking far. But it doesn't mean that that's like that. There's not so much under that that's like real and I don't know. You can be confident in just like I'm. I can be your friend. I can you know I can play in your band. I can do whatever just as much as you know anybody else can. It is wild. It's very intimidating in yeah. in town. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like creating your own thing. Like I feel like. I read somewhere where it was like the more people you respect and revere, the less of an individual you become because the more people you're afraid to d- dis, uh, yeah. to like um, disappoint. Yeah. And so more of their ideas are what you'll end up reflecting mm. instead of your own. Mm. I was like, wow, it's mm. really interesting. That is interesting. Where's the lineup? Yeah. Where the latter yeah. is, I mean, you spend most of your time alone. Yeah. Where you can go too far where you're just alone and no one knows who you are. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. It's it like, is interesting. Yeah. So, I like, when I was younger, I knew people that were, like, extremely um, 
outgoing and communicative, mm-hmm. but then they sacrifice what it is that they do because they're friends with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because they never have anything better to do. They're always around other people. Yeah. It's like, so when they go home, what is it that they do? Yeah. I always learn, yeah, maybe being extremely popular is not always good because then everyone's reaching out to you and you have to turn everyone down. Yeah. Yeah. Pressure. I mean, it's like, yeah. Yeah. But then everybody wants everyone's attention because they want to succeed in what they do. Right. So it's like, you got to like want the attention, but then not want it so much to feed your self-esteem Yeah. that you end up portraying your sense of self to gather their approval right right and like that's a whole game and then you burn out and then you have nothing to show for yourself and then nobody cares anymore and you've ruined everything (laughs) yeah so like that sounds great no (laughs) it's like what kurt cobain said i'd rather be hated for who i am than loved for what i'm not damn brutal yeah but for real dude like it that 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 it's so hard like i feel like the older i get the more i'm just like yo like that's it like not like just being authentically whoever the fuck you are, making whatever the fuck you want, and if that, and then and then finding a way, if it's, you know, if the goal is, like, I want to pay the bills with it, you know, you got to make some sacrifices, but, and, and even my, my girlfriend talks about this a lot, she's an incredible, like, visual artist, she's a photographer and, like, a painter, just incredible concept creativity like i have literally never witnessed in my life it's unbelievable what's, She's her, so what's her name her name's karina radionova she's got a, an art account called nova colors and she does like concept shoots and and like styles like these like it's like a set basically it, it's just unbelievable and i've had the privilege of like seeing kind of like her process and 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 being a part of a couple of the shoots and just seeing how it's like so unique like i i've never been a part of something that's like that and she like tells me all the time how much she doesn't care to like make it the business she just loves it so much when she does it for herself she was like the other people coming into the picture are not even ideal for me but it's like i need subjects you know i need like people and i i look up to that so much because i always just feel like you know the goal or my like intention with music is like yeah i want to pay the bills and i want to be a fucking star you know i want to like whatever but it's like do i don't i don't know if i really like I don't want to be like, I mean, like you just said, that Kurt Cobain fucking, like, I don't want to be like a fucking celebrity like that either. That's horrible. That sounds horrible. It sounds terrible. And, and, and paying the bills with it and then it becoming a job. And then it's, it's hard to feel like, you know, people say that all the time, you know, like, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. But also like, if you do what you love and then you monetize it, turns into the job and then it kind of ruins the beautiful like art that is in there or it can but it's easier said it's like okay yeah you say that but like that still sounds sick like your job's still so sick but really it's like yeah i'm sure it does like really change everything kind of like morphs it into like i just got to get up and write a song now you know because that's what the fans want that's what the label wants that's what you know whatever whatever I've built for myself wants. Yeah. It is, it is really wild. Yeah. And like, I feel like nowadays too, it's becoming more like common. I mean, inflation's insane. So like everyone has 60 million jobs anyways, but like the, the, the possibilities for becoming a full-time musician or artist is like 
like more difficult, I guess, but there's like so many different ways to do it. But at the same time, like it's just becoming really common and like normal to like still have a day job or still have like yeah. a career in like a, a trade or like something that's not as creative and then be able to make the art separate. And I'm starting every day. I think about that more and I'm like, man, like that kind of like, I feel like I need that. You know, I feel like that like is what makes it more sustainable, like long term. Yeah. But it just out. doesn't. Yeah. It just feels like ah, well, it's, it goes, they want me to do it. Though. Well, yeah, it goes against everything we've learned. Yeah. It's like, like I love John Bonham. I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah, he's just a drummer. Yeah, like yeah, before, like that's it. That's life. Yeah, like, that's like that's all he needs to do. But like yeah. now, it's like I mean, it's like yeah. But if I have this other business and I do the art thing for fun, then it's like. I'm not worried about the monetary aspect of it. Exactly. I'm able to do it from my own giddiness. It's whatever. not, yeah. It's not. And then if, and then if it does painted. succeed, great. Sick. I win yeah. both ways. Sick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always learned if you don't let them pay you, they can't tell you what to do. <laughs> Hell yeah. And so yeah. I was like, well, yeah, maybe you learn to pay myself. Yeah. Dude, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, I feel like. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really one to, I, I, when I'm writing a song or when I'm like going into my room and I see the guitar and I grab it and I just go, I'm, I'm releasing stress. You know, I'm trying to get rid of the stress of the day or whatever. And that's like where I get so much creativity. And I feel like if I had, so I think that's why it's like important for me or I'm realizing how it's important for me to like figure out a business or figure out some other like monetary, like, thing to support myself so that I can relieve some of the stress of like the music being that and then have more fun with the music. Like, I mean, like yeah. you're saying, like, yeah, just making space for it, creating space for it yeah. with like not having to worry about paying the bills with it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. maybe you work a little bit harder over here. That's not music, but then it affords you the money to have more time yeah. to then put more money into the music totally. and to like, and you find out like that if you really love it and what you love about it too, because if you're not doing it for the money, then it's like yeah, you're really you're fucking really doing it for the love. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's sick. That's like because like I always thought like I always thought this way. I was like the poor person who becomes like a professional basketball player. Mm -hmm. In a lot of circumstances, they had no other choice. They had to make yeah. it. And I'm like, sure. does that mean I'm any less valid because I haven't had to make it, but mm -hmm. I've wanted to make it? Mm -hmm. And like, if someone yeah. who wants to make it still makes it, did they want it more or less than the person that had to make it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I think that separation too of like, if you, if you're able to get by and create like a livable situation with something that is more, monotonous or like just like career oriented which you can still like love it i guess but like less creative and it's just more like a and b and like black and white in terms of like you know the functions of what you do to do this thing then it's just like i feel like it like triples the creativity on on, on the music side or all of that and and takes so much of that pressure i mean like you were just saying of that off yeah cause... like need that need to like make it or whatever but still that comes from a, pr a privileged place of like like you said don't have to
to, just really fucking want to. Just really fucking want to. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I think there's two aspects to a musician, the creator side, and then the, you know, I'm competent to play whatever genre, I can hire, you can hire me as your gun. Yeah, yeah. And I've always wanted to be on the creator side, yeah. because like, not that there's anything wrong with being a freelance musician, but I always thought like, if they're hiring you, yes, they're hiring you because you're very good and you're competent, but they're using you to build their vision. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you have mm-hmm. to realize, even though if you're an incredible musician is like, you're hired. Cog in the machine. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're building their vision. Totally. And I was always like, I feel like it's best to be small, create the art you want than to be famous and recognized for, I don't know. Helping other people get what they Yeah, and not that there's anything wrong with helping other people. Totally. And you can still do that. And some people, that's like what they want. Yeah. They want to begin the next studio musician or whatever, which is awesome. Yeah. They have that dream. Mm -hmm. I think. And I think that says a lot about like your version of creativity or my version of creativity too, where it's like we just have the need to like make it and, and be, be the, 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 the original like idea force yeah and and for some people it's just like i just want to fucking play music for the rest of my life and right. i don't care how and, you know and yeah, whatever circumstance too. yeah yeah and i i'm like wow man i wish i like could have that mind yeah where i just that's a lot that would fulfill me but like totally. i don't have that would not fulfill me to yeah. the same extent absolutely yeah yeah it's like learning that because um, like when I first got here, I was like, "Do I have to play on Broadway to make it as a tour? dude?" Yeah, <laughs> I had like all this pressure, yeah. and like I've got to learn all these songs mm-hmm. just to do that, just to say that I'm a drummer. Yeah, and I was like, "No, that's like so. That's like you don't have to do any of that. Yeah, you can still be like when I met Steve Jordan, mm-hmm. drummer for uh, many." drummer for Rolling Stones, many people, mm-hmm. he was like, you don't have to be famous to be good at your instrument. And I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's like, you know, like being famous doesn't automatically make you, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah. All right. How, <laughs> how can people support you as an artist? Um, Come to the shows. <laughs> Come to shows. Um, I'm playing. Um, I'm playing a few shows out of town in in October, um, and then two shows in town end of October. Um, a couple more things till the end of the year. Um, how do you do, do? You mean like, 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 like a plug kind of like thing? If someone like, gave you money, yeah. or come how like. Since we're talking about like making it as an artist, mm-hmm. like if someone was like, I want to help you, yeah, what would be the best way? Buy your merchandise, come to your show. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to get better about the merch stuff. That's big. Yeah. I mean, Just come to shows, share your music. Come to share, share the music with, with people. I mean, yeah, that, like I was talking about my, my weakness of of not being super confident in the networking thing i think that's the biggest thing like just sharing it with everybody and telling everybody how much you love or hate it and you know i don't care either way as long as you're talking about it and like yeah hit me up on instagram let's let's write let's try to write it let's you know 
play some shows or whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you have any favorite things you like to watch on YouTube? Oh, man, dude. YouTube is, like, everything Everything that I know how to do is from a YouTube video. Like, it's insane. Favorite thing to watch on YouTube at the moment is... <laughs> hmm. It's like... It's like, it's probably like entrepreneurship shit, honestly. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, and I was, you were, you asked me that question of like the biggest change in the past year. And I think that's it. It's like, it's just like trying to prioritize myself and like what I like, how I'm going to get what I want, I guess, more. But yeah, so I just like watch a lot of like YouTube, like motivational, like entrepreneurship, philosophy stuff. I've been reading a lot more, very like, yeah. Like philosophy stuff or just like stoicism, honestly. Yeah. Dude, daily stoic, this stuff is huge for me. It's a class. Philosophy. Totally. Seneca, Marcus Aurelius, all yeah. of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mindset is everything. Absolutely. That's, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, um, is there anything you would like to add that I might not have asked you about? I don't think so. You really... Very thorough with it. No, it was it was amazing. It was so cool. I haven't I haven't really gotten this deep into like the art before with, with anybody. So it's amazing. I really appreciate you having me. Did you have a good time? Incredible time. Okay. No, truly, it's amazing. Down to the forerunner and everything. It was okay, fantastic. Cool. Sometimes I'm like like I don't know. Asking questions, I'm like I don't know how uncomfortable it's going to be for them. Or, That's awesome. Yeah, I love no. it. No, seriously, I love it. It's so cool. I mean, this is a part of that like. What do I think of myself? You know, like, what, do I, what is all, you know. This awesome. is my very analytical self coming out and being like, totally. this is how I think. I want to know how they think. It's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's your show, brother. Heck yeah. All right. Honored to be here, for real. Thank you so much. Yes. Incredible to meet you. Yes. What is, uh, okay, last question. Okay, last question. What, what is answer? something absurd you love or do? Something absurd that I love or do. Um... So many fucking things. Uh, uh, I used to be really into yo-yoing to the oh, point wow. where I went to competitions. What? Like yo-yo competitions. And I was in a group in Nashville and we'd meet up once a month at Rocket Town and just like yo-yo. So really into that. I still have like a briefcase full of like metal like yo-yos. Did you have a butterfly? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're all like, they're crazy. Dude. Are you, what's they're your favorite all... trick? Hmm, that's an that's an excellent question. Uh, maybe 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 okay. The classic, the man on the flying trapeze, where you hold the string this way and then like loop, it like lands here, and then flip it back off. Oh, wow. it's awesome! It's a classic. Started everything. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I remember trying to walk the dog. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember kids would come to school with the electronic motorized ones, and they could like. Oh, get down yeah, there dude. for like ever and then yeah. bring it back up or they made like the yo-yo ball it was like plastic and it just like always came back so you could like just like throw it wow they made some crazy yo-yo stuff yeah yo-yos i forgot how like <laughs> intuitive that thing. i should have brought one damn oh fingerboarding huge into fingerboarding oh, tech deck oh yeah oh yeah that's that's one of my favorites it's a great hobby oh yeah because i'm too scared to hurt myself on a real one you know? same here my if i hurt my wrist i might affect me exactly what am i gonna do I'm like, exactly all right well yeah thank you again for yeah, thank going you. over and doing this yes sir sir